I'm Glenn Kubish. This is The Three Things Podcast. This is where once a week I try to unwrap three things that made me happy or grateful. This week, number one, airdrop. When I was a boy, I had an astronaut's lunch kit. It was still the Cold War in those days. Carrying that lunch kit to school as I walked along the windrows of snow left by the graders on 66th Street made me feel like I was on a top secret mission. The kit was metal, not plastic, and on each panel was a scene from the Apollo 11 story. The rocket blast off, the lunar lander detaching from the service module, the touchdown on the moon, the splashdown with the red and white parachutes. Inside the lid was a poem from the National Safety Council. There's really no need to play in the streets since playgrounds are better places to meet, was one of the couplets. The lunch kit came from Aladdin Industries Incorporated, Nashville, Tennessee. I know the box so well because I'm looking at it right now. I still have it, or at least I have a replica The decades later cost me a hundred clams. Getting it was one small backstep for boy kind, but worth it to have a piece of the past at hand. I fished it out of a closet down the hall last week after my friend Fitz texted a video from Mexico. Fitz is fond of the Pelicans, not the Zion Williamson Pelicans, even though Fitz does cheer for Duke. Whatever, Fitz. Los Pelicanos, the giant birds that feed on the fish off the beach, get his attention. The Pelicans are good visuals. Good viz, as we would say in the ITV newsroom where I worked with Fitz years ago. The way the Pelicans hang like kites and then the way they plummet into the waves with enough force to send up splashes of water like like Steph Curry hitting three pointers now like the command module hitting the grainy water in the middle of the black and white Electrohome TV screen back then Fitz's Pelicans know there's a lot to feed on just below the surface Big save. Roll over Talus Dome, step aside giant shoes at Southgate Mall. I have a new favorite piece of public art. Somehow I saw it for the first time only last week. If you're a hockey fan of a certain vintage who, say, grew up in front of a TV in Canada in the 1970s, you will understand why I stood on 118th Avenue in minus 28 degrees Celsius weather last week and stared up at the art installation on a light pole. It was Tretiak up there. I heard Danny Gallivan. Vladislav Tretiak was the goaltender for the Russian Red Army hockey team. He confounded Team Canada's for years. Like all great innovators in the game, he got to where the puck was going before it got there. We played road hockey on 67th Street back in those days. It was routine to announce which player you were. I'm Dryden, or I'm Esposito, or I'm Trechiak, was what the goalies would say. Oh, what a save! Trechiak was a common part of the open-air play-by-play. There were Danny Gallivans among us, too. Indoors, we played hockey, too. The Coleco Company from 4000 St. Ambrose Street, Montreal, Quebec, made these wonderful table hockey games. Plastic hockey players sat on metal rods that you moved along grooves cut in the particle board ice. When you got good, your hands flew as you shuttled the players up and down and whipped the puck around for a shot on net. When a puck went in, it made a delicious gurgling sound in the plastic receptacle under the net. Brucey, my buddy across the lane, once spray-painted crimson a team of his players. He was Red Army. Oh, what a save, Tretiak! That's what the Tretiak art piece in Alberta Avenue looks like. A giant Coleco table hockey figure. I'm not sure it's supposed to be Tretiak as much as a generic tribute to all goaltenders on the Avenue of Champions, but it's unmistakably him. Right down to his number 20, his cage mask, his coho stick, and his crouched stance. 215, 
nine remaining. As time becomes the biggest factor right here. It's heartening to see Vladislav Tretiak watching over life on the street there near 91st, across from the Parezo Tropical supermarket. I feel all over again that he's not going to let anything slip past him. All of this ice fishing around to explain why I unfolded the ladder last week, climbed up to the rafters in the garage, and hauled down my old Coleco table hockey game. Number three, the greater good. As I carried the table hockey box back into the house to set it up, I saw in a wooden box on the garage floor my childhood Tonka toys. A yellow grater, a yellow front end loader, a red dump truck. The toys were on their way back up to rafter storage after a bit of a lark a few days before. I'd taken them down and put them into action using them to clear snow on the front sidewalk like they were the real machines on 149th Street. Chantal from across the street came over to see why I was playing with my old toys. I've, I've managed to throw out most of my toys, but I can't get rid of these Tonkas. My old Tonkas, the table hockey game, the lunch kit, these things have been with me for a long time. With an old crokinole board and a childhood stamp collection, they are the only childhood things that haven't been ground up by the retreating glacier of time and some bad decisions about what I should toss out. What was a 57-year-old man doing on his knees on the front sidewalk, pushing his Tonkas back and forth, clearing away layer after layer of snow and ice right down to the sidewalk? Toying with archaeology, I suppose. Happy New Year. Feliz Año Nuevo, everyone. See you next time.